Hey, this is Zach with a quick hold open. Yes, the audio in this episode is once again pretty bad. Halfway through the episode, my side of the audio cut out, and so I'm a little quiet. Also, there are various clicking sounds and metal clashing next to each other. That's because we weren't really aware of how our microphone was picking up things, and so it picked up some sort of annoying things. I tried to cut out whatever I could, but for the most part, it's kind of hard to cut out clicking over talking. And so, yeah, I just want to apologize. Again, this is our very first real episode. The first one was just a test, and we're both getting our legs here. So just bear with us to the first couple of episodes as we sort of learn what we're doing. And hopefully in a couple of episodes, everything will be, you know, perfect. And it'll just be two guys having a conversation. You won't even notice the fact that it's an, you know, audio recording. Um, so, yeah, anyways, without further ado, uh, I hope you enjoy the first episode of Our Week in film. Hello and welcome to the first episode of my new podcast. It's called Our Week in Film. With me is my guest, who will be in every episode, Kevin Riley. <coughs> Hello, <clears throat> I am Kevin Riley. I am Zach Riley's brother. That's true. I'm not just a guest, though. I'm actually the co-host. I don't know well, how you downplay me like that, buddy. It's uh, up for debate. Well, it's actually not. So in this podcast, essentially what we do every week, we go through our uh, go through the list of films we've seen that week, and we talk about them. It's that simple, folks. We're not critics. We're not experts. We're just two bros, literally, who like watching films. <clears throat> so to open us off, we have our opening segment, Kevin. Are you ready? Yep. This segment is called... Have you, do you know what this quote is? Okay, here's your first quote. <clears throat> okay. Okay. I'm excited there for it. There it is. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. That would be from Gone with the Wind. That is correct. <clears throat> Clark Gable said it. That is correct. Yeah. You don't get any extra points for that. Uh, if you can tell me who directed that movie, I will give you an extra point. Frank Capra. Nope. That's wrong. But. What? That's okay. No, it's not. We'll move on. Uh, yes, it is actually. Several. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're several right. people directed. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, and Frank Capra wasn't, win. and was one, not one of them. Hold on. More let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Russell Frank Russell Capra was an Italian American film director. <clears throat> Sounds to me like he directed. Oh, uh, oh, I see. Frank Capra was the one that did. That happened one night. And who is the guy that did? Uh, that did uh, Gone with the Wind. Same guy. It was Victor Fleming, George oh, Cukor, yes, 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 and yes. Sam Wood. Victor um, Fleming famously directed The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, he did. Yep. All right. All right. <laughs> so that's our opening, fun opening segment. With that, we're going to get right into the main chunk of this show. We're going to start off on March 31st, Kevin. If you March 31st? All right. Scroll all the way back there. I watched one movie on that day. I watched one feature-length movie and two short films. All right. I'll just briefly touch on the short films. I watched two short films directed by... John Lasseter, uh, very, very early films. In fact, his first film ever, Lady and the Lamp. I know everyone thinks Luxor Jr. is like the first oh, yeah. thing ever, but... Is that a play on Lady and the Tramp? Mm, sort of. It's really not a good short. Uh, it's really quite boring. Um, but Nightmare is pretty good. I gave it two and a half stars. I gave Lady and the Lamp two stars. But yeah, they're both pretty pretty mediocre. Not as good as Luxor Jr., of course. But mm. yeah, I decided to watch them because I think eventually I'm going to watch... Every Pixar produced thing, and I decided to start off with the first two things, and then I got bored. So, that's all. Then we have Mean Girls. 
Yep. We both watched that day. <laughs> we both day? watched Mean Girls? Yep. That and fateful day when we both watched Mean Girls. That's the only thing I remember about that day. What did you they give? all blend together. What did you give Mean Girls? I gave it an 8 out of 10. Wow. I gave it 3.5 stars. Yeah. What did you think of Mean Girls? Oh, I loved it. Here, give me... Why don't you talk about what you thought first? Because I'm trying to do something. Mean Girls. And I can't focus while I'm talking. So you give your thoughts. Well, I think it's... um. It's not as funny as I as I uh, hoped it would be. I did laugh several times, but for me, I la- if I if the movie's really funny, I'll be laughing for the whole thing. There are only a few things that made me actually laugh, mm-hmm. and, and and according to Kevin, there, I didn't laugh at, at the times I was supposed to. Um, but there are some funny moments. Maybe most you have of, to rewatch it a couple times. Most of the humor just comes from like people acting, I guess, over the top and absurd. The okay, the, the humor does not come from people being absurd. Yeah, it, it comes from the dialogue, one hundred percent. You go, Glenn Coco, as fetch, you know all the things that Karen says. Everything, all any of the Mingo says, they're all funny. It's not from the. What do you mean, Damien saying, "Danny DeVito, I love your work." No, it's all. It's the dialogue. It's funny. There's some. Well, of course, some, that's where all humor comes from. Many parts. It's not slapstick. I'm not. No, I'm not I'm saying. saying the, I'm saying the dialogue. They're not. They're not acting absurd. Well, yeah, they are. Not really. I mean, that's not how. Real people act. Well, it's not. It's not a real people. It's a comedy movies. Act. Yeah, that's why it's funny. <clears throat> yeah, but okay. they're not really acting that crazy. I think that's pretty normal high school stuff. Not the most normal, but I tend to disagree. Maybe okay. I'm just not hip enough to uh, okay. be well, bullied. I, maybe it, it's different. I, I the first time I saw this movie was when I was in seventh grade. So I saw it in seventh grade. I've been aware of this movie for a long, long time. When did you time. see it? I mean, why did you see it in seventh grade? I saw it in seventh grade. Maybe it was either seventh or eighth grade. Yeah, I know it was because my my friend group. I was in drama, so. <laughs> what a and, nerd. I, and I think also our our team, uh, wore pink on Wednesdays. That was a thing we did, for That's spirit, scary. which yeah, is you, you know oh, Mean Girls. Uh, I don't think. And everyone, everyone used to say you go Glen Coco back in the day. Really? Yeah, I'm serious. People quoted Mean Girls like crazy. Wow. Never, I've never heard any. anymore, but yeah. If I have, I don't know I why. I don't know why it. specifically in middle school. Maybe everyone discovered Mean Girls back then, but everyone quotes it. I mean, people I'm friends with now. Corinne Parks, shout out to you, Charlie Johnson. They both like Mean Girls because it's a good movie. Is it? I saw it on Broadway actually. Did you live? Is it a musical? It is. That's they turned it into a musical. Yeah. How is it? Tina Fey produced it. It was actually really good. It was funny, accurate to the plot, great set pieces, great acting, great songs, and. You know what? This is actually stupid, though. You're gonna laugh. I don't know if you've heard this, but Tina Fey is now producing. After she produced Mean Girls the musical, she's now producing Mean Girls the musical the movie. So they're just like going 360. School. They're just going 360. Like High School Musical the musical yeah. the series. I don't know if that special, means a live broadcast, a live like uh, Broadway recording of the musical, like they're doing with Hamilton. I'm pretty sure it's more like an In the Heights Les Mis type of thing, where it's actually like they're acting it out. Uh, like a I real thought movie. it was gonna. I thought it was where there was a. It was centered around a group of high schoolers who are all in theater and put on a show of oh, Mean no. Girls, like oh. a high school musical. I would. I don't think so. The musical. The I don't know. I haven't seen that that uh, show. I haven't. I know either. Corinne has. Shout out to Corinne once again. Yeah, I mean that's all. I, that's about all I have to say with Mean Girls. It's a classic. I love it. Yeah, I gave it an eight out of ten. I watched it on my poster too. If you haven't seen that. Uh. <laughs> Great movie, great movie, good times, funny stuff, good movie. Did you watch? Or... I've realized that I. 
Sorry, but I realize that I I have I have good voice currently rated higher than uh, Mean Girls, which is definitely not true. So I should go back and change that. I have a good boys at a, a nine out of ten, and then, and then Mean Girls at a eight out of ten. It's pretty funny because they're like opposites. Mean Girls, good boys, you know. Yeah, that's funny. But it's mean, like bad boys and good boys. Yeah, Mean Girls is definitely better, way better than Good Boys. Um, the, the humor, especially. The only reason I love Good Boys so much is the ending. They're actually packing a little bit of heart on it. Yeah, the thing is, the plot, bit. the plot of Mean Girls isn't that good. It's just the humor that's good. The plot's good. It's like Parasite. They infiltrate the... It's not like Parasite. It's kind of. Well, it's like Parasite. Parasite copied me. On paper. It's not like yeah, Parasite. Obviously, it's not. In but terms of... In terms of good. bare bones, she's infiltrating someone, making them think that they're on their side, but they're really not. Just like Parasite. Okay. Did you watch anything on the first? I didn't. Of, of I, the... I was very bad with movies. After Mean Girls, I only watched three more movies. So. <laughs> well, this is going to be fun because yeah. I have. This podcast is. 1, 2, 3, 4, la- 5. Last six, time it was seven, just eight, you talking about it. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. I have 15 movies to talk about today. Man, if you didn't watch so many movies. But you're going to have to engage in a conversation with I me. Have seen, all, I have seen a, a few of those. So. Which ones? Harold and Kumar. I've seen, seen Harold and Kumar. I've seen Onward. Room? Did you see I 10 Things room. I Hate oh, About You? Oh, you saw Room? Yep. Did you see 10 Things I Hate About You? I watched about five minutes of it the other day, but then I stopped watching it. Oh, because it was Heath Ledger's birthday on the 4th, so that's um, why I watched it. Yeah, I just woke up and I saw, I think Luke gave it five stars, and I was like, oh, that must be good. And I watched about five minutes of it on the toilet, and then I had to take my shower, because I was done doing the toilet, and then I didn't finish watching you it. You also watched The Naked Gun. Yeah, I did. That's one of them. Yeah. Okay, so I wa- on the 2nd, I watched two movies, both directed by Akira Kurosawa. You're familiar with Akira Kurosawa. You didn't watch anything on the 1st? No, I didn't actually. Was that a prank? This is a pretty, uh, this is a pretty, or actually last week was a pretty dry week in terms of movie watching. I didn't watch that very many movies. And if I did, they were either, uh, they were Jurassic Park and Avengers Dogs and Babysitters Beware. But this week uh, I really, I, also watched that. I really ramped it up. Mm-hmm. So I watched the two movies, One Wonderful Sunday, which I loved. I thought it was great. Um, it's about just this couple having a day, having a day together post Japanese war. I mean, it's obviously Kurosawa, so it takes place in Japan, and they um, they uh, just have a day together. They uh, it's basically just all all about the characterization in this one, and it's a lot of it's a lot of fun and it's well made. It's well shot. I love the cinematographer. I don't know who the cinematographer is, but I, I think it's the the cinematographer works together with Akira Kurosawa like As- on every project. Asakazu Nakai. Apparently, he's the cinematographer. Interesting. Asakazu Nakai. Worked on Seven Samurai. Hey, worked on Seven Samurai. Grand Q. High and Low. All yeah. of the Kurosawa. All of those. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, yeah, definitely a combo. But that's not all of those. He has 30 films, so. Uh, okay, so I watched one more Sunday, and then I... I might zone out a little bit, because I'm going to pick the uh, recommendation. Oh! Well, this is a good podcast. It's sort of like me just talking, and then you don't talk. <laughs> is that what it's going to be like? No, I mean we're talking right now, aren't we? I just need to find a movie really quick because okay. I haven't picked one yet. So then I watched the. Well, maybe we could just do that when we're when we're, you know. Well, the... we don't want to waste time once we get to the. Okay, so then I watched the film *Drunken Angel*, which is another Akira Kurosawa film. I watched it on the same day. Um, this is all about. Um... You're watching these on the Criterion Channel, right? That's true. Yeah. On the Criterion Channel, I, I they, every single one of them except for *The Quiet Duel*, which is his eighth film is available on 
Criterion.com, as in like you can buy it on a disc, but only 25 of them are available on the Criterion channel. So the big ones are the big one is Ran, which is like his, one of his biggest films. It's not available, so I have to no. figure it out. I, I might actually buy it. I might actually buy all of these because come this one away with you. The Quiet Duel not available, but I might actually buy some of these because of how they're on the Criterion channel, and I'm probably going to buy them eventually because all of his films are good. So I watched Drunken Angel, which is about a, um, a a doctor who's also a drunk who is diagnosing this gang member who has um, tuberculosis, and it's um, it's again really good. I didn't like it quite as much as One Wonderful An- or One Wonderful Sunday, um, but it was really good. Yeah. <clears throat> um, have any questions about that? Yeah, I was going to ask you since I know you're uh, going through. All of the Kurosawas right now. Mm-hmm. One, one of your goals for the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he a good director? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he is a good director. I've obviously um, I'm eight films in, and so a lot of his early stuff is not very good, but it's definitely getting better. Um, Drunken Angel and One Wonderful Sunday were great, and then I watched The Quiet Duel, which is not as good, but that's one of his least known films so obviously it's you know not as good that's why it's one of his least known films but yeah Drunken Angel and One Wonderful Sunday I have been great and then I think the next one I'm watching is one of the big ones which oof. are you gonna rewatch Seven Samurai? possibly well I don't know it's just so long and I just watched it like a month ago and Luke still has it the next one is Stray Dog. Should I tell Luke to watch it? Which is one of his bigger films. And then Rashomon is is three films away. If you're listening right now, Luke, <clears throat> we'll turn the Criterion. We can't. We're going to lockdown right oh, now. That's true. Okay. I, you can leave it on the porch and I'll pick it up. Well, anyways, All right. What's yeah. the next movie? Dragon Angel is a really good character thing again. Uh, I like I like it. Uh, Room. The next movie right. is Room. March 4th next. Room. So I watched Room late at night, actually, that... I, did, I didn't watch that that day. I watched it on the 3rd, basically. But um, Room was a... I enjoyed it a lot. You know, obviously, it's a, it's an amazing film. It's a really um, unique concept, and I, 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 I watched it because I was intrigued by the concept to just sort of see how you know, someone trapped in a, in, in a room would behave. And, um, yeah, I... I the thing I, did, I I liked everything when she was in when she was yeah. trapped in the when room. When she's in the room, it's a perfect movie. But after yeah. she gets out, after she leaves, it takes slows down a little bit. The thing is, she like there's just so much that they could sort of like so many directions they could go, and I feel like they're trying to go in every direction. But like like with the dad, they didn't yeah really they didn't really touch on that too much with that a lot. It was kind of just one scene. And shout out to and, William H Macy though. Yeah. Yeah, he was in Pleasantville too. He was, he's, he's in, in Shameless too. He's, he's in, in Magnolia. He does a lot of Spooky movies. Nights. He's a big actor. Yeah. <laughs> Mainly is on Shameless now since it's been going for almost ten years. Yeah. So yeah, I just think that the the second half of the second hour was yeah. once um, they get out of the room. There's just not enough time. I guess. Shout out to Jacob Tremblay though. Literally like the best performance ever from especially he was like what two. Just kidding. He's like six in this movie. Seven, like yeah. he's he's amazing. He's also in Good Boys. Good Boys. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I gave it a ten out of ten, and I'd probably move that down if I saw it again. Just in the moment, I was very um, enthralled by the movie. 
I'd probably give it like a nine out of ten if I watched it again. But it's really, really good. It's really good. Okay. Really good. No, what? It's your film. Oh yeah. I uh, let's see. I watched Richard Jewell on the fourth. Or I finished it on the fourth. Centennial Park. The, was there a bomb the in Centennial Park? There was a bomb in Centennial Park. Uh, Richard Jewell was a pretty good movie. It came out last year. Clint Eastwood film. Got a little bit of Oscar buzz. I don't remember exactly if it won anything. I know it got a couple Ooh. nominations. Kathy Bates, uh, supporter, supporting actress. I know she didn't win, but she did a very good job, obviously. Kathy Bates is great. Everyone was great in this movie. Uh, what's his name? Paul Walter Hauser. Pretty pretty new. Uh, Sam Rockwell in it? Yeah, Sam Rockwell's in it. Wow. Sam Rockwell plays his lawyer. He was really good in it, too. I love Sam Rockwell. He's great. Um, yeah, let's see. Paul Walter Hauser plays uh, Richard Jewell. He hasn't been in much. He's been in, like, I don't know, 15 movies. This is his breakout role, looks like, and he was really good. He uh, he played Richard Jewell very well. You you sympathize with him. Um, at the same time, he Richard Jewell is a little bit of a. I don't know how to describe him. He 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 feels like he's law enforcement, even though he's not. He he says that all the time. I know I know what you guys are going through. I'm law enforcement as well. Power hungry. Maybe yeah, a little bit of power. <laughs> that's why he get. That's why people go after him in the first place because he's a white male who's been. Got kicked out of the police force. Is he? A, he's a security guard. Yeah, he wor- he works for a security guard, wow. as a security guard, and, and on the day of the night of the, and a bombing, the wow. bomb goes off. Obviously, they start. They try to uh, make him look like a bad guy, even though he isn't. And it's, it's very. It's a good movie. Pretty good. Yeah, I gave it a seven out of ten. I'd recommend it. Definitely wouldn't put it at the top of your watch list if you haven't seen it. But uh, if you have the time, or if it's free or something you have access to it i'd say check it out it's not bad seven out of ten good job onward on now onward to the next onward film. to the next one a movie about two brothers now, like us like us and we're talking about it being two brothers and we both saw it but not together i saw it in theaters i saw it in our home theater. Yes, I saw it. We, we have a 5.1. I saw it about a week before system. Corona hit, and movie theaters were still a thing. I think it was the well, second. So Let's see. I can actually check my wallet right now. It was the last movie I saw in theaters. Mm-hmm. Oh, it actually was Onward. There you go. Yeah, the last movie I ever saw in theaters before Corona hit was Onward. Last movie I saw. Not the best movie to the, go out on, but it was pretty good. Downhill. Great downhill. movie. Great movie to end Both on. went on and. Pretty weak movies today. Just kidding. That's a joke. Downhill's awful. Awful. Onward. I loved. I liked it a lot. A lot of people were saying it's bad. I. I, liked, I mean, it's I really not bad, but. Yeah. I gave it three and a half stars. Um, yeah. I think it's solid all around. I. I. Did. I got. I didn't cry, but I got teary eyed, which I get emotional much easier than Kevin. I didn't feel much emotion towards it. it wasn't that sad? But yeah, I can't really remember what I got sad about. But I mean, it's a Pixar movie, just like everything yeah. else. It's. I don't remember what he got said about. It says something about it's yeah. It's it kind of forgettable. It's not as I yeah. yeah I exactly. really remember it's, anything it's about a, the movie it's already. Not a, it's not revolutionary or anything. It kind of just feels like yeah. the same sort of Pixar thing. Yeah, it was a great kids movie. Kids will like it. Uh, but very, it's also a good D and D movie. Because yeah, it's all based. It's based basically just based around like a D and D campaign yeah. because the one of the, the main character plays or the I guess the brother plays D and D and or fake D and D. So not not a, not a big fan of the voice talent though, I don't know why, but I feel like 
it's just Chris Pratt and Tom Holland being in the same movie. It's so obvious that it's just Disney saying, hey, here's two big actors in a big movie. Watch it. And it just feels like, a, I don't like it. Chris Pratt's not even that good. He just does the Star-Lord voice the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that's just his voice. Like the Star-Lord voice when he's trying to impress Thor. That's the voice oh, he's doing. Oh, right. Tom Holland was good. He's just, I mean, he's Tom Holland. It's, the, it's his voice. And I watched the film Ten Things I Hate About You, which is which I think I enjoy more than Mean Girls. It's not as funny as Mean Girls, but it's just it's more of a it's more of a movie. Uh, it has like real, um, I guess emotion. It's not emo. It's, it didn't make me emotional, but it has real like backbone spirit behind it, and it's, um, oh, it's really good. It's not. Um, I guess it, it is it is very just teen movie and it still has all those same things the romance the 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 you know third act how dare you be with that girl or whatever I'll spoil it I haven't seen it that's not actually what happened but you know you know how in every teen romance movie how there's always the moment. every romance movie they always say like, how could you do that thing that happened in the second act that I'm now mad about now you have to you know give me flowers or something it's just like that but it's just really well done I liked um. I liked uh, what's his name? Oh, the guy, the guy from uh, Heath Ledger. No, 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 no. Joseph, Joseph Gordon, Gordon Levitt. Levitt. Yeah, I like Joseph Gordon Levitt. I also like the Joseph Gordon Levitt's friend a lot. He was they had a really good you know dynamic together. Yeah, so I yeah I think my review was like I like all of the characters because that's true. I think all the characters are just really they feel really uh, <sighs> solid and fleshed out. And then that night, did you watch anything on the fifth? Huh? Did you watch anything oh, on the fifth? Oh um, no, I didn't. That night I watched Harold and Kumar go to White Castle because uh, yeah. because I really wanted Kevin to watch Cool Hand Luke. So I so said to prove a point. So to prove watched that it. I I am so good at watching movies, yep. I said name a movie and I'll watch it right now. And I wouldn't watch it. Didn't pause it one time. And I watched it the whole way through. And I watched yeah. So Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. A pleasant surprise. It's just it's 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 I mean it's it's a it's a silly movie but it's so funny. John I, Cho, he's good. I found it to be very both of them. Are oh, good. he's also in Searching. <laughs> Which was the movie? He's the other guy Two weeks who ago. plays Kumar. Yeah, Cal Penn, the guy. Cal he Penn. he plays. Uh, the only other thing I know him is is Doctor Kevin from How I Met Your Mother. Robin's love interest for like half a season. Oh yeah, yeah. So Carol and Kumar go to White Castle. Kevin, a trilogy. Kevin just got the the new movie. He's not letting me watch it. Yeah, but I guess I'll just me and Mason have a. I guess I'll just have to never. Me and my watch friend it. Mason have a special. Bond to Harold and Kumar go to Escape from Guantanamo Bay featuring Cal Penn and John Cho. This time they're running from the joint. What new, what's your special bond? We went to, uh, uh, last year at the, at the choir, um, like, uh, what do you call it, a garage sale? Mm-hmm. Rummage, it was called a rummage sale because it was just on the, in the front of the auditorium, but they, they had a DVD of Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay and it was just laying there. And for some reason, me and Mason were like, we have to get this. So he paid $2 for it and we carried it around wherever we went for about well, until he left for his mission, and every single time someone brought it up, we said, "Oh, you mean Harold and Kumar go to escape from Guantanamo Bay from your Cal Penn and John Choi this time running from the joint?" You should ask Mason to see; he's way better at it. Do Do you still have it? No, actually. Apparently, I texted Mason the other day, and his, his, he said his parents got rid of it while he was away. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's so sad. Yeah, right. I was, I was wondering why you rented it if you still had it. Why? Uh... Yeah. So I, I feel like I should watch it with him, but. We can't right now. We're in quarantine, and I already rented it. So, oh well. <laughs> I guess I'll have to watch it with you. Maybe. I don't know. The, the, there's Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay. And then the finale, a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. 
featuring John Cho. I I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed everything about it except for the one thing was that was the scene where they wrote where they started writing on a tiger. I don't even remember what you're talking about. <laughs> There's a scene where they got this CGI tiger and they started just riding it. They rode it like ten miles to get to White Castle, and it was really it really just ruined the whole movie because it it turned into like a Adam Sandler wacky comedy. I mean, instead of like sort of the more slightly higher level comedy that this movie is. It's obviously still... It's like it's a cheetah right here on Netflix. I is mean, on YouTube. This is a what cheetah. A cheetah, tiger, same thing, right? <laughs> yeah, so that's the one thing that like kind of put me off. I was going to give it four stars, but literally that scene was like, it was so... I, it, it was like so off the... the, the like, I guess... I like the part where all uh, the girls poop in the toilet. That <laughs> part's funny. That's funny. Now that's comedy. I'm going to bang that okay. hot Indian guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I watched the film The Cutting Edge. Mm. Did you, uh, you watch it on the 6th? 6th? I did, yeah. Oh, I watched I, Naked Gun. This is still the 5th. Wait. Okay. Yeah, this is still the 5th. Okay. Then I watched the film The Cutting Edge starring... Uh, it doesn't matter who it's starring. Starring two people. You probably will not hate it. Named D, named D.B. Doug, Sweeney. Named D.B. Sweeney and uh, yeah. Maura Kelly. Kelly. It's, uh, yeah. it's uh, it, again, it, you probably won't hate it. It's just another um, romantic comedy. The, the girl is doesn't hates the guy. He thinks he's, you know, he, he thinks he's stupid and, you know, below him. And, um, and so, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just people skating for two hours or not it's not two hours long is it it's one hour and 38 minutes long i think um but yeah it's um it's a movie that my mom really loves apparently it's 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 not gonna stick in my head but it's it's not bad i mean it's not like laugh it's not like laughably bad it's just a it's just a good old movie so then the sixth i watched so many movies on the sixth six of them the sixth six on the sixth i watched one on the sixth oh that's interesting I guess I... How much time have we been playing for? 26 minutes is actually not that long. I thought it's been longer. Uh, okay, the cutting... Or, no, I just did the cutting edge. You know, I'm really bad at this, huh? Zombies. I watched the film... I watched the Disney Channel original film, Zombies. Yeah. Fun fact about zombies, Jenna Allen actually auditioned to be in it. Did she? Yeah, the, the female lead was... Well, it wasn't going to be her, but she auditioned for it. Or maybe it was going to be her. I don't know the full story, but... She has some kind of uh, relationship with that movie. And everyone ha- has a crush on Milo Mannheim, apparently. Last year, everyone. She's been in two They movies. made a second one? I don't think Zombies so. Zombies 2? This is coming out in 2020. No, it's not out yet. It's not. But it's out. We have to watch it. What, too? We have to watch it? Have you even seen it? No, I don't. It's okay. Oh, okay. We, we, I watched we, two minutes of Tall Girl. I don't understand the whole plot. So. No, you didn't. You watched more than that. Yeah, I did. There was a Swedish guy. Okay. And then they all died. Do not... Okay. Uh, yeah, so Zombies was really just an awful, awful movie. I really just hated it with a burning passion. It was just... I, I you know... I physically cringed many Half times. Half star. Not you because, closed your eyes? How bad... What did you close your eyes at? Because... It's not like it was inappropriate. It's just like, ah, I don't want to watch like, this anymore. Ah! Ah, like that. You know, like, ah. I'm sure this is translating like well. Like you're part. rubbing... You're rubbing your eyes. Whoops. Yeah, exactly. Hey, like whoops. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just the most you know cookie cutter film ever made. It's that it, I guess the uh, the 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 message is don't d- don't discriminate, but it's it's just so it's just such a weird way to deliver that message. 
there's literally like a, a scene in the beginning where it's like normals and zombies, of course, like, um, like, you know, colored and black or white people. That's not me being racist. That's what they said colored. That's the sign says. Um, uh, and, and it, it was literally just saying like, oh, don't discriminate against black people. But there's, there's more nuance. Of course, racism is still a problem, but there's, this is not literal actual segregation is not a problem at this point. So it's, it's so unnuanced in every way. Like it's not, it's, it's a completely not a problem to have literal actual segregation. In Why did you watch it though? Signs. So it in your, you just said, I guess I'm watching this now. And you just decided to yeah. watch a whole ha- well, hour and a half movie. You know, I figured I might as well check it out. And usually if I start a movie, I have to finish it because it, so it feels like a waste of time to start a movie and not finish it. But yeah, it was also for some reason a musical, which I did not understand at all. I don't know why it was a musical. It didn't... It was, did the zombies eat people? No, because they, they're like tamed zombies. They have So like, yeah. what makes them zombies, though? They just have a little bit of gray face paint on their face? Basically, wow. that's it. Do they, they had, talk any different? Nope. No. They Sounds really stupid. Face paint. It is stupid. Oh. It's kind of like how... It's kind of like how... Uh, People of other races are, are not any different from us except for the color of their skin, but with zombies, though. Oh, well, that's really stupid. So then I, watched, I know, that's so stupid. Uh, so then I watched the film The Quiet Duel, which I thought was okay. Um, the, I watched it on YouTube because that was the only way I could get it, and it was available there, so Quiet I watched duel. it. And uh, the subtitling was, was like uh, two seconds off, so that might have contributed another, to it. another Kurosawa? Yeah, another Kurosawa. You didn't like it Kurosawa. too much? Uh, no. Really. I'm going to close this window because it's freezing cold. It, I, I could go either way on it. It's, it's like, um, it's, it doesn't, it didn't, it didn't uh, engage my brain in terms of any sort of thoughts or feelings on it. Mm. But, yeah, so I, I, I spent a lot of time watching that movie. Um, oh, it was over the course of like several days, just bro- broken up in chunks because I was getting bored. But yeah, I finished it up mm. that night. And then I watched the film Edge of the City. Man. This night I stayed up until really late in the day. The edge of the city. Or sorry, it's actually just called Edge of the City. Edge of the City. I'm not familiar with Letterboxd uh, desktop still. That's weird. Myself. You're not familiar with le- That's weird. You don't even I always use, use the app. Hmm, interesting. Tense drama of frightened men. Is that what it's about? What is it? Tense drama of frightened men. I, I watch this. I guess so. The thing about the edge of the, edge of the, uh, edge of the city. Where did you watch this? I watched it on the Criterion Channel. So, the, so mm-hmm. Edge of the City, The Defiant Ones, and Paris Blues are all um, Sydney Potier films, and they're all part of the Sydney Potier collection, which was recently downsized from twenty to seventeen because the licensing ran up on, on three of the movies. So that's sad. Luckily, I'd already seen one of them, so I'm only missing out on two total. But I, I, the plan is to watch all of them. Look at that! And I, Every film available on the Criterion Channel list. Are you gonna like that? No, I don't like lists. I don't no, like if, anything. But if you like it, then it goes into your like list, and you can look at it all the time. That's what I do. Mm. So yeah, you don't have to copy every single list. You just like it. And you can go back mm. and look at it. Mm. Well, anyways, <laughs> Edge of the City. The thing about Edge of the City is that um, the the main thing that's actually like amazing is the... I find this with... I found this with uh, the other... Another Sidney Poitier film is the, is the character dynamics. Um between the two main characters um, just living it up in um, whatever city they're in, having fun together, doing stuff, and then they put in this, like, ham-fisted drama to actually end the movie. But the fun, the, the actually good part of it is just, like, the casual, taking it easy, 
um, chill, chilling out, relaxing part of it. You know, you don't actually look at my letterbox page. You could just hear, listen to me. I am listening to you. Like I'm just getting context. I'm getting context. So yeah, uh, just the character, the character dynamic between Sidney Poitier and the other guy whose name is Sidney Poitier. No, Sidney Poitier and John Cassavetes. <laughs> John Cassavetes is a is Excuse a famous me. actor who was in uh, Rosemary's Baby. But yeah, those two actors were also were both great, uh, as well as the the, the you know, love interest and uh, the wife of Sidney Poitier. Um, and then the Defiant Ones, which is a Defiant Ones. More of a famous. Sounds movie. like a good movie. It is. It's a really good movie. Yeah, I, I, I didn't watch this. That's why I gave it four stars. An angry you can black watch man. You on the Criterion Channel. Ah. But yeah, the Defiant Ones is. I don't more, have the password. It's it's more well known. It's on the it's on Alpha TV. Oh. It's much more well known than um than most of these films besides um In the Heat of the Night, most of the Sydney Poitier films. But the Defiant Ones is about. Two, two guys, you know, Sidney Poitier and this other white guy who get chained together, and the white guy's a racist, and but they're criminals, and so they escape, but they escape together, so they have to go on this, they have to go on this journey, running from the cops together, and um, it's really, it's really touching, it's really, you know, really well done. The whole way while they escape, did they just say shut up and we're shut up, white no. boy? No, because the thing is, it's a, it's a, it, you know, it's a. It's a progression, obviously. They have to work together, mm. and so eventually they realize, you know, ah. they're not so different after all. Sounds like a good And so plot. they become friends. Yeah, and, it, you know, it's not... Did they say that, too? You know, you and I aren't so different after all. No, they don't oh, say they that. They should have said that. It's, it's, not, it's not overt. It's not like, you know, hitting you over the head with it, and, and that's that's the case I found with most of these early Sidney Poitier films. Like, um... It, 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 the... the, the the whole race race equality message is always very subtle and done in a way that makes it basically just makes being equality normal instead of like how it should be. yeah exactly it 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 makes you know relationships just seem normal instead of the film being about racism racism is a part of it and it it sort of makes equality normalized just how it should be. It's like Kim Wexler from Better Call Saul. One of the greatest characters in TV history. Strong, incredibly strong female character. Probably my favorite character in the show. But she doesn't ever go, look at me, I'm a proud, that's independent true. woman. That's, I'm that's Kim true. Wexler. She's that's just true. Kim she Wexler and everybody knows it. She's a woman. That's how it should be. It, that's movie. how it should be. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't I'm be. a woman. And look I'm at strong. us, Ghostbusters. We have I'm boobs. Strong. Look at me. I'm not Bill Murray anymore. This time, I'm Kate McKinnon. I have boobs. I'm a Ghostbuster. Am I right? You're right. <laughs> okay. Well, that's all I have to say for the Defiant Ones, a movie I didn't watch. Uh, yeah, so you should watch it, Kevin. It's Sounds really like good. a good movie. Oh, the Criterion Channel. Okay, so then, I, then me and Kevin both watched The Naked Gun. Did. From the files of Police Squad. Police Squad is a secret, I guess not so secret, uh, or, uh, sector of the police, apparently, in this, in this fictional world. Yeah, Naked Guns, it's made of the same guy who did Airplane. And it's a very mm-hmm. funny, in the style of airplane. Yeah, very, very tonally comedy. similar to airplane. It takes a, le- a little bit to uh, pick up. It's like the first maybe 15 minutes. I was like, man, this is kind of uh, not very good. But then it got pretty good. And especially towards the end, it got really funny. With the, once they got into, onto the baseball yeah, field. Yeah, the, the baseball was pure comedy. Yeah, it was really funny stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. Definitely wasn't anywhere near as funny as airplane. It wasn't one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. 
not even like top 10 or anything, but it was really good. Recommended by Mason Phillips. It's one of his favorites. I can see why. Great movie. Good times. That's good all I have to say. It was a good movie. I give it an 8 out of 10. I give it a 3.5 out of 10. Which is basically an 8 out of 10 in your books, for my books. Okay, so then I watched... There's two more. I probably won't ever watch them. Final film of the day. Not, yeah, final film of that day. Not final film of this great, great podcast we call Our Week in Film. Uh, uh, the next film is Paris Blues, which is about two guys, Sidney Poitier and Paul Newman. Or, yeah. Paul was, Newman? Yeah. Paul Newman living it up in Paris. And they're having fun. They're jazz musicians. And it all gets it all gets disrupted when these two women come from America. And, and, it, and in Paris, you know, uh, racism is, is, you know, not even a thing. Uh, but coming from America... You know they're they're used to they're used to racism. Um, oh, it's in Butch Cassidy. So, anyways, yeah, they, they it's a, it's a film about um, just two romances and two people uh, having fun in or I guess four people having fun in um, in in Paris. And just like all these other films, the thing the thing you come you, the thing you come for is just the character dynamics. Paul Newman and Sidney Poitier, and Sidney Poitier and his his love interest, and Paul Newman and his love interest. But apparently, his love interest in the film was also his was also his real life wife, so that probably helps with that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's all these films I've found these these fifties black and white films have all been just like in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I've always been these sort of what do you mean? Charlie and the waitress. Oh, they're right. married in real life. Right. Also, Mac and Dee are married in real life, right. but. Max Gay in the show and hates D. So, he yeah, you should finish the show. He comes out as gay finally. Interesting. It's a really good show. You should finish it or catch up. It's not over. It'll never end. It's just, it's just so exhausting. It's really not. Uh, 20, 20 fun filled episodes, I mean, 20 fun filled minutes, and then you get another 20 fun filled minutes until you're done with the show. Because every episode's great. Except for maybe like five of them. And they're not great, but they're good. It doesn't degrade over time. Over time. The show? Yeah. No, it's really good. It's like the the, the funniest show of all time. Wow. Hundred yeah. percent. So yeah, it's just one of those films where you just go through it and you just you know live in this live in this world with these characters. It's not a remarkable story, but it's a remarkable experience. And I gave it three and a half stars. Mm. And then it's the seventh now. That's today. April seventh. Yep. Cool Why don't you do your two? Oh. We're gonna save the recommendation yeah, for the last one. Okay. So two films I watched today, I both gave three stars. Um, they're both extremely different films. Uh, the first one is uh, called If, and um, I saw this again on the Criterion Channel. Um, it's it's directed by Lindsay Anderson, and Lindsay Anderson directed a series of three films. Um, all starring Malcolm McDowell. Who yeah, I should get the Criterion Channel. They have so many movies. I'm talking about the viewers out there, all the viewers at home. I'm talking to myself. Oh, well, lucky man. Literally, just use my password. Um, well, put it on my phone. How about that? Yeah. So yeah. So three films. I'm I'm probably gonna watch Oh Lucky Man tonight. Um, I, 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 I didn't love it, but I I think it's I think it was a valuable time, and I think I learned a lot. Is this Sporting Life the third? It doesn't look like it is. I, I often, it's it's very rare that I'll 
find a film that sort of challenges me, and although it's uncomfortable, it's it's also you know sort of valued because I I'll never sort of grow as uncomfortable in what way. Well, just like you don't fully grasp what's going on or, or why choices are being made. Oh, not like Clockwork Orange. No, Clockwork Orange disturbing, is uncomfortable. Clockwork Orange didn't make me uncomfortable. I mean, I mean, in terms of oh. understanding, it. I understood the Clockwork. I, I understood the the plot of this. I just didn't understand sort of so a lot of the choices that were made. There are several abstract sort of things, and it it does come off as sort of pretentious at times, and that's definitely the consensus around this. But at the same time. It's uh, it's also very it's, it's also a very interesting film. Where is the other Malcolm McDonald film? I cannot find it. What? Uh, you got to go down to related films. It's Oh Lucky Man and Britannia Hospital. Britannia no. Hospital is apparently the worst of them. The worst. Oh, there it is. But yeah. Will so, uh, If has actually sounds fairly, like a Clockwork Orange. If is actually fairly institution. Well, English. Starring Malcolm McDowell? <laughs> Sounds like a clock or orange to That's me. That's true. That's true. It is. Malcolm McDowell does behave a lot like uh, uh, Alex in, in the Clockwork Orange. And his droogs. And he does, have, he does have a sort of gang of sorts, but they're more just his friends. And a lot of people were like, this is the, this is the prequel to a clock or orange, which, I mean, it fits. It's, it, it would sort of explain why, he's, why he is the way he is, because of, this film is all about, you know, sort of... Um, I guess power. Yeah. I'm just thinking about the Clockwork Orange cool. again. It's really power. good. I should rewatch it. Clockwork Orange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. is. The amazing. opening scene. That final line, for a little bit of the old ultraviolence, and then the the synth hits. Man, it's good stuff. Good stuff, Stanley. Good stuff. Yeah, Stanley Kubrick. Man, a lot better than Lindsay Anderson. I'll tell you that. But yeah, for some reason there are a lot of there are random black and white scenes in this movie, um, which I, I did a little bit of digging into, and apparently it's not a it's Oops. not a creative choice. Oh, that's what you were watching about. Then. It's because um, it's because the the director, um, it was easier to light black and white film apparently, and so since the director didn't have a lot of time in, in a certain set. He just decided to go with black and white, funny. and it just and that's just one random scene. But then eventually, then, then he decided that a bunch of random scenes should be black and white because it'll make it be more. He said, or the Wikipedia article said it would add more texture, which basically just means that he wanted to have random variety in just random spots because they're not like they're not like specific scenes. It's just like every once in a while it'll be black and white. But yeah, it's an interesting film, and I recommend. Watching it, even if it's not the best thing ever, I give it three stars. And then the final film I watched today is called About Time, which I watched because um, it's about time. <laughs> a podcast I listen to called Bacon and Eggs, which is done by Carlin. Carlin. Carlin Brothers. Friend. Ethan Edshill. Oh, it's not John. No. No. Um, Did they used to do it? What? It's always been Tyler Carlin. That's stupid. He's not even part of the channel. <laughs> it's not related to Super Carlin Brothers at all. It's <laughs> I literally always thought it was yeah. Super Carlin Brothers. Right. Super Carlin Brothers suck now. No offense, but your only good video was the Pixar theory, and then you just kept making theories about Harry Potter. Anyways, yeah. I, en- I enjoy the podcast for the most part. I mean, it's, it's sometimes Ethan Edgehill goes on long, these long things where he's very, acting very self-righteous, but for the most part, I enjoy it. But anyways... Uh, they were, t- they were talking about... What's the Harry Potter reunion? What's the Harry Potter well, reunion? Because there are three Harry Potter actors in this film. Bill Nye. 
Bill Nye. Plays Rufus Scrimgeour, of Dom course. Domhnall Gleeson and um oh. Domhnall Gleeson is in Harry Potter. Oh yeah, he's uh oh yeah, he's uh Ron's brother, huh? And who else? Ah, someone <laughs> certainly who I can't remember. There's someone I swear to God, there's someone. Richard Griffiths. Yep. Oh yes, 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 yes that's true. That's, that's Uncle it. Vernon. That's it. That's it. That's it. Richard Griffiths, the guy who played Uncle Vernon, was also in this film. So that's why I said the Harry Potter being there are three Harry Potter. Rest in peace to that guy. Well, that was Okay. I found out that he died during the Oscars one time. I was like, dang, he died. He died during the Oscars? No, like it was the in memoriam. Oh. <laughs> he died months ago, but I didn't find out until the Oscars. He died of a heart attack. Makes sense. He was morbidly obese. So yeah, it's about time. It's about time. It's about a guy who has the magical ability to, to, to time travel just because, just because that's the plot. Just because? Is was it, he granted with it? Or no, did he just, all, did he get all, it from the beginning? All of the men in his family apparently have the ability to travel back in time. It's interesting how they play it out, how basically the, the dad and the son have an interesting dynamic where occasionally they'll both, the, like one of them will go back in time and the other will recognize, like, you're, you're time traveling right now, I can tell. But they're still in, they're still having their normal conversation. They can tell, like, something's off, you're time traveling right now. Is it take place in Britain? Yes, it does. Does, but, does but Rachel, Rachel McAdams do a British accent? Nope. Rachel no. McAdams is, speaks normal American. She's also in Mean Girls. No, a good yeah, she plays Gretchen. I mean, not Gretchen, Regina. The main Mean Girl. She looks different with a blonde wig. She's also in um, The Notebook. She's also in Doctor Strange. Yeah, the director of this film also directed... Those are her four Love biggest Action. movies, I would say. Love Actually sucks. Have you seen it? No, yeah, I watched it with you. Oh, yeah, right. No offense to people who like Love Actually. I know it's a very popular romance movie, but I actually uh, didn't like it very much. What did I give it? Three stars? I'm going to move that to two and a half. It's a, it's a Christmas film. It's not great. It's a Christmas movie. You have to think of it as a Christmas movie. Not just a normal movie, just a Christmas movie. Pretty I, sure it's I had a no idea it was a Christmas movie when I went Valentine's Day movie. But apparently it is. So anyways, yeah. About time. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's you. It's a movie, and it's, it's fun. It's an interesting concept, but yeah, I like it. It's like uh, the invention of lying. Sort of. Another one of those concept movies, like downsizing. Yes. What if people were small and it was a bad well, movie? Well, that's not really a concept movie because that's more just that's a mechanic. Is that a, isn't that a isn't that like a, a surgery? I guess you have done any. It's a process. It's like, not a good movie. I don't recommend downsizing. I saw it with my dad one time. We both didn't like it. Okay. Okay, and I, then uh, <laughs> uh, the last movie. It's time for our weekly segment. Oh yes. Poem. Recommendation of the week. Last week, we didn't record, but two weeks ago, I recommended the film Cool Hand Luke. Yes. And it's taken two weeks for Kevin to watch it. Yes. And finally, he has one. Yes, yes, yes. So, Cool Hand Luke, directed by Stuart Rosenberg. Never heard of him, but he did a good job with this movie. Uh, cool Hand Luke is really good. Um, it's about a guy who got arrested for taking off parking meters. Or something he was unscrewing them and then he got arrested and then he went to a place with a bunch of boys and then a bu- all the cops call that place a prison. all the cops were mean and there was one guy with no eyes and he had sunglasses and chuck mcgill from better call saul was in guy with no eyes Just kidding. yeah the main guy the chief the the main officer yeah. He didn't actually not have eyes. He but had eyes, though. I know. I was, just, I was just saying. That's what they said. You don't mess with the man with no eyes. That was the line from the movie. 
uh, yeah, it was a it was a good movie. Uh, it's kind of sad at the end. I'm pretty sure Luke dies. It doesn't really hundred percent say if he it's does. Of course he dies. Yes, yeah, definitely he dies. He's but it's it. pretty heavily implied that he dies. I think mean, it doesn't show his death, but he says it's gonna take an hour to get there. He's gonna die. And he, he pretty he dies. There was a there was there was a scene after his death. There are several scenes where he is definitely dead. They talked about him being dead. Did he turn off the drag line? Did drag? I just yeah, remember, remember his, his monologue about all his smiles. Yeah, exactly. He was talking about how he died. Cool hand Luke smile. Exactly. I love the way that cool hand Luke smile. He died. It was very clear. Okay, he dies. Yeah, it was sad. And deserve it. It was sad seeing him all beat up towards the end. Uh, it's kind of just a movie about this guy's life and him. Uh, kind of fighting, fighting, fighting the power. Not about his life. It's more about. But it's about the last days of his life. A guy, just chilling. This this one dude named Luke who who uh, kind of changed everyone's perspective on the system. They all started digging dirt fast. They started going cuckoo bananas. They made bets for cold drinks. Man, they really love their cold drinks in that movie, huh? And the eggs. My review was pretty funny. I wrote, "Can you even imagine what it would feel like to shit out fifty eggs afterwards?" Put it. You put it. Weird emphasis there. What? <laughs> Can you even imagine? You said, what did it feel like to shit out 50 eggs as opposed to what out 50 eggs? Eat 50 eggs. Oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah but but imagine what that would feel like. Seriously, he ate them like almost raw. I mean, full. Yeah. I mean, I don't have much else to say. It was a great movie. I gave it an 8 out of 10. Well, Thanks I... for the recommendation, which was actually recommended by a great, by our lovely uncle, Uncle Matt. Shout out to Uncle Matt. Originally, but I transferred the recommendation to you. Now, no one is going to understand anything we're talking about. We're talking about Letterbox. People might not know what that is. We're talking about Uncle Matt. Well, I don't know who that is. That's okay. He's yeah. my uncle, and his name is there'll Matt. Be, there'll be a wiki page. And Letterbox is a website that you can log films. There will be a wiki page about it. Letterbox.com. Check it out if you haven't already. Uncle Matt was featured in episode one of the podcast. There's a recommendation of Cool Hand Luke. Yeah, I have more to talk, say about Cool Hand Luke. Sure, we can have a discussion. I was I was just pretty much rambling. You doing? We can have a discussion about Cool Hand Luke. I think Cool Hand Luke is an awesome film, and I yeah, love you rated it higher than I did. I always, I always love movies that are about people who, who um, sort of act differently from the from the bunch. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like uh, uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, except everyone wasn't cuckoo bananas. Yes. That's why I like the book, um, the children's novel called The Extraordinary Education of Nicholas Benedict. I always like that movie because it's all about a guy who, you know, fights the power of their, the teachers and shows him that he's stronger. But a film like that was also kind of like um, If, where they were, you know, fighting, fighting the authority, but not, ne- not nearly as good. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a very sort of... Um, uh, Another one of those films where you just kind of go, go with it. Kind of just an experience. You great, just go, you go where the movie goes. Great theme song too. Oh, I love the theme. Good, good theme Especially song. the um the the you know the breaking news song that goes. That was actually taken from Cool Hand Luke. Wow. There's a scene, the scene where they're digging dirt. They use that song, and that was taken from Cool Hand Luke. Used in the news. Fun fact, which I I don't even know you're talking about. What? I don't even know what you're talking about. The break, the, you know, uh, I know what you're talking about, but that was in Cool and Luke. They went, did it, did it, did it, did it, did Yeah, when they were Cool and Luke, when they were digging dirt in the scene where they were digging out, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a 
Who was digging dirt? Everyone, you know, um, for the road. For the road, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They played that song. It was. It wasn't. A, it wasn't completely there. There was some other uh, other music with it, but they played the. Mm, I don't know. Don't remember. It was sad when his mom died too. It was sad. Man, imagine that that was the last time you see your mom. She's just laying there, yeah. chain smoking in her bed wagon. Sad stuff. That's the thing about it is, Cool Hand Luke is just. He's just. He's a army. He's an army uh, veteran. And he's a good guy for the most part. He was just trying to have some fun, and this he's stuck. But in he this, can't give up. Stuck in this terrible situation, and he makes the most. Of he it. just keeps escaping. But the too. one thing that breaks him is how when his mom, the day his mom died, he got sent in the box. And <laughs> I'm sure you noticed this, but the Toy Story three thing where they say, "Yeah, you yeah. do something, you go in the box." You so go it's in like, the oh box. Oh my god, that's from Cool Hand Luke. I just realized that. Yep. So. Those are the thing. That's the thing with kid movies. Most kid movies are just like reference references, yeah. especially TV especially shows. Pixar. Like um, uh, Finney, a lot of Phineas and Ferb episodes. There was one Phineas and Ferb episode that was like a playoff of Citizen Kane or something. There are all there are all these things that you don't even notice when you're a kid, but once you watch a bunch of movies, you're like, oh my god, this is parodying that, this is parodying that. All these things you don't even notice. Yeah. yeah, Cool Hand Luke, very cool movie. Everyone loves it. It's got a four point one average. I think it's a very well well received movie. I'd say it's a great movie. Yeah. I love it. I think it's a masterpiece of cinema. I don't, but that's my opinion, and that's yours. <clears throat> uh, that's all the movies that we watched this week. Now, now it's time now, for the weekly segment where Kevin recommends do a film it, yeah. to me. Zach recommended one to me last week, so now I'm gonna recommend. Uh, I'm gonna say Annihilation. Annihilation. I've been recommending it to you for a while, but this is my official recommendation of the week. I think it's. One of the best sci-fi movies. Well, I haven't seen that many of them, but of the ones I've seen, probably my favorite. I give it a 5 out of 5. I think it has the maybe, like, best score. Not ever, but it's up there. Uh, it's really just the best. It's a masterpiece in my mind. Um, I don't know. It, you probably won't like it as much as me. It's a little bit, it's a little slow for the beginning. If I rewatched, I might not actually not like it as much this time. But yeah, overall, it's uh, at least the ending is uh, just amazing. Check it out, listeners and Zach. I'll make sure to watch that with great expediency and as soon as maybe, I get an opportunity. Maybe we should. There, it's on Hulu. I don't know if you watch it on Hulu. Yes. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. Maybe we should watch it. Then maybe we should watch them all together each week. Well, see. That would take too much time because we'd have to schedule a time to watch it together instead of just watching it when we want to. Mm. If you want to watch it with me tonight, you can. Tonight? I still have to watch Breaking Bad tonight. Well, I might not watch it tonight. It depends on... I thought you were going to watch your Malcolm McDowell movie. The night is young, Kevin. It's only 10.18. I should be in bed already. Anyways. Anyways. That's the recommendation. That's the recommendation. Sure Annihilation. Check it out. And we'll be back we'll be next about week. It next week. Maybe next time we'll have another funny segment. We'll have more segments. Who knows? I'm not saying we will, but, you know, just ta- us talking about movies. Could use another segment, you know, besides the first one. That's, uh, that's all I have to say. Our, our signature catchphrase. Uh, keep your, as we always say, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Yeah. <laughs>